What's up, everybody? Uh, this is another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and the Casual. I'm the host, Brandon, aka B Weezy, aka a proud member now of the PF Gang. And I'll touch a little bit on that later. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> on the ride, aka XL Cool J. You know what I'm saying? You got LL. Now I'm XL Cool J. <clears throat> I'm Drew, aka the name. And call me Triple H because it's time to play the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Dry, you didn't know what the PF game was. So, I officially got my first vaccine shot. And it was. Oh, oh, oh Pfizer yeah, game. Hold on. But hold on. I, my homies told me I'm not Pfizer game yet because I ain't had the second shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's true. So, that's, that's cool. True. I could just rep PF, you know, because I, <laughs> I, I can do that. So, but right now, I'm repping that PF game until about two more weeks. And then I'm officially beat. Part of that Pfizer game, so you know I'm repping my. Yo, test. you know you are a trip though, cause dude said as soon as he got the test, like nah, go ahead, hit me with oh, the shot. <laughs> dry dead ass, bro. Like when, so I, I, every time I have a doctor's appointment or physical, anything like that, I have to take like a COVID test, and they don't do the swabs or anything like that. They do the nose dig, like tickle your brain, like test. <laughs> It's always uncomfortable <laughs> and, you know, whatever. I have to, like, hide myself up to do it. And normally, you know, they 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 do the one nostril. You know, it's cool. Get over it. But this time, fam, put the needle in my nose. It's like, we're almost done. I'm like, cool. Then here come another needle for the other nostril. Dude, my, my eyes started, like, leaking. Like, nose was burning for majority of the day. As soon as, like, you see, they said they had a vaccine available and my doctor said if i got the vaccine i don't have to do that anymore i'm like yo just give me the shot like mm-hmm. i'm not doing this anymore give me the shot so i i got the shot um it really was i didn't even feel like getting it like i don't I, people have made like a big deal on getting the vaccine shot but nah, it's in and out baby my arm was on yeah it hurt yeah <laughs> Yeah. Throughout the day, I just kept, you know, rotating my arm, just like somebody had punched me real good. I'm like, man. I didn't, I didn't have an issue with the first shot. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, the arm pain, but the second shot, I was just fatigued. Mm-hmm. I was just tired all day. I was definitely fatigued, like throughout the day. And my boy Christian, shout out to Christian, he was like, "When you wake up tomorrow, your shit is gonna work." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, man, don't tell me that. You ain't supposed to tell me that. You supposed to, you know, tell me I'm gonna be good. So yeah, no, nah, that was really the only thing from the vaccine. Um, I get my other one, like I said, in a couple weeks. But yeah, no, if it wasn't for the little COVID test pain, I don't know. You when still I got it, it out, huh? Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, shout out to you know them fucking me up because it made me get backed <laughs> up. So <laughs> the silver lining to everything. But how y'all feeling today, man? Oh, I feel good. Feel good. Today's a good day. It is. It's a nice morning, man. Nice, nice Saturday vibe. We're feeling good. Definitely yeah, feeling good. Like we're we back to re- normal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we haven't recorded since like what? A Tuesday night. Yeah, like it's been, been over 10 days. Yeah. So it's weird, man. But we got a lot to cover today. I'm excited as hell for the show. But before we move on, stop what you're doing right now and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. We have a leak tree. Uh, again, shout out to Gerard. All our links in one place. Um, be sure to leave us reviews. I've actually gotten people messaging me, feedback, love that. Um, shout us out, tag us. And again, if you're really loyal, you know, share us to your friends. Put them on. We appreciate you. 
Uh, be sure to also follow us on Instagram at two hip hop senseis period a period casual. So, fellas, last episode we discussed Pop Smoke, and he has now become the actual first artist to ever have two official albums reach number one on the Billboard 200 posthumously. Um, he continues to break records. You know, we discussed the controversy around his album, but it's pretty dope to see something like that. Yeah. Also, shout out to my favorite player securing the championship with the 50 piece. <laughs> no Chick fil A, which he went to Chick fil A and ordered a 50 piece like a goat. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of flack, man. I said Giannis is the best power four ever, man. I got slammed to hell. Oh, man. Yeah. You was part of it. Too so much. let me, I'm just going to explain that just a little bit. So obviously, Tim Duncan has more championships, you know, has, has more to his career, but more accolades. Yes. Yeah, when you look at, like, the peak, and I actually went back, because it's crazy to think about. So I look back at Kevin Garnett's stats, uh, Tim Duncan we mentioned, Dirk Nowinski, like, most of the best power forwards to ever play the game, at their peak, their numbers never touch what Giannis has been doing consistently now for, like, the last four years. So obviously, you know, he's not – he doesn't have all the accolades that you mentioned of Tim Duncan's or, you know, Kevin Garnett, but – even when Kevin Garnett won his first championship that was with Boston, like he only averaged 18 points a game. So like just straight peak performance, there's never been a power forward. We kind of take for granted, like Giannis dropping 30, 35, 14 boards a game. And like, that's normal for him. So when he goes out and drops 50 now, it's like, Oh, okay. That's a great game for Giannis. Like, I don't think we've ever seen that before. And it was amazing to see what he did to secure that championship and rob Chris Paul of his ring, which makes me smile, man. Me too. I hate that fucking. Y'all some haters, but I don't think I don't think people are. I don't think people. Maybe they are. I'm not looking at Giannis like downplaying his greatness. He he's obviously great, but when you compare him to other power forwards of the past, they play different games. Giannis has the ball in his hand more than Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett ever did. So as you true. can get more shots, you can create your own shot. Giannis doesn't play back to the basket. He's a, like, downhill driver. Like, so it's a different type of game. I don't know if, like, if Giannis played that style of game back then, he would be, be the success he has now. Like, he's a power forward only in name only because at this point in time, the way players play is positionless. So he can pretty much do whatever he wants to do on the floor. So and I'm not saying that Giannis won't be the greatest ever. I think he – well on his way i'm just saying it's a little early that's all i was telling you like it's a little early it's early and people say prisoner of the moment my thing is like it it really again when it goes from like looking at the stats averages like you made a great point he does have the ball in his hands but that's part of his greatness like you couldn't tell tim duncan hey bring it up the floor you know x amount of times a game you couldn't tell yeah you can say that but they also weren't trained that way well, so if I they mean, were trained like Giannis was. Giannis then, wasn't like, necessarily trained that way, though, until he got to the league. Like, it was Jason Kidd who told him, yo, I want you to play some point guard. And him having the ability to go coast to coast, to be a player that from half court takes two steps and he's able to dunk. Like like you said, we don't know what planet he's from. There's not a lot of players that were given <laughs> that ability. Right. So, you know, Kevin Garnett was one of my favorite players growing up, but he couldn't put it on the floor like that. And, again, like you said, if he was, you know – taught differently or you know dribbled more growing up but like unfortunately we can't we can't speculate on that we only can take what players were able to do 
Uh, Tim Duncan is obviously a much better post player than Giannis is and probably will ever be. Um, but yeah, man, just at his peak and seeing him drop 50, dude, like that was probably one of the best closeout games I've ever seen in my life. That was amazing. I mean, power forward was, wasn't like a go-to scoring position either back in like right. the 90s and uh, 2000s. But like if Giannis was in that era, he'd probably be a natural three, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he he's would. a four back then. To I don't know, man. He was fucking jacked though, compared to like that <laughs> comparison of when he came in the league. That's crazy, dude. It looks like he's no, I think they probably because he's six eleven. They probably would have tried right. to put him on the post, but the thing yeah, is, like, they but, wouldn't have gave him the ball. Like, you would have been stay yeah. on the block, right, right, right. <laughs> post right. up, post up. Right. Maybe do your turnaround shot. You know, shout out to new <laughs> coaching, man, because you know they're allowing big guys like you know Giannis or Jokic, you know, to really bring mm-hmm. the ball to the floor. You know, have the ball more in their hands than, than most bigs in the NBA have been able to, you know, do in the right. past. So, I like where we're headed, man. And also, shout out to to Kay Cunningham, man, aka Kay Hey, hey, <laughs> new future for Detroit, man. I've never seen this many people since what the the 2010s, maybe or earlier than that, really repping the Pistons like nationwide, like. <laughs> It's, it's funny to see him hop on the bandwagon, that. but, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'm just excited for the city, and, you know, we got this young nucleus now. I can't wait to see what they do. I just love that he came in embracing our culture. You know Buffed what I'm saying? Before, Come on, man. Before, before he even got drafted, before he even put the buffs on, he was mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm with Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Then once you get drafted, you get buffed up. Like, come on, man. Like, that's that, – that, warms my little detroit so you know and Gerard, I, it was dope seeing you i didn't know lca was doing like an event like that for yeah the they, that, that um, was sick. damn i thought i sent it to you oh but nah, i didn't get yeah. that invite he definitely may not have clicked on it but you definitely <laughs> it was dope though like, it was cool to see lca that packed no lca was lit yeah. it was just like you go there I got there like right in the nick of time, right as they was announcing the pick. Mm. We got hype or whatever, and then it was like, "All right, what do we do now?" What point did you guys leave? Because like the business yeah, had right. a number one pick. We left after like pick ten. Okay, okay. So after pick ten, then we That's still kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I was really invested in the first four picks. I made a bet. I had a good feeling that it would be uh, Cade and then Jalen Green and then Evan Mobley. And then I had kept seeing stuff uh, posting about Scotty Barnes really impressing the Toronto Raptors. So I'm like, you know what? I like these odds. Let me, let me throw a little 30 ball just in case. Yeah, I'm Scottie glad Barnes. you held on to your intuition because I did the same bet, but I thought it was for Jalen Suggs. So when we was at the uh, arena, everybody, literally everybody thought Jalen Suggs was going next. So when Scotty Barnes got picked, everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Around this way, I was supposed to be there with you, Gerard, but I stayed I know. At the crib. So when I heard Scotty Barnes, I jumped off my couch. I'm like, hey, baby, let's go. I was so hyped. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. So yeah, man, like you said, trust in my gut. But no, it was, it was dope to see that. So I'm really looking forward to Summer League, man, in like two weeks. Yeah. You know, seeing Cade and all the rookies play. So uh-huh. yeah, man, it's, it's really lit. So yeah, let's 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 pivot now to to discuss, man. It's been a lot of music that's dropped over the last week and a half. So let's discuss, fellows, what we have listened to. Uh, I want to start with something we've been discussing in our text messages, and 
it is about little Nas X and mm. later the baby. But I want to start this off by saying Lil Nas X released a song, Industry Baby, that is a certified that banger. Shit is fire. Fire. I have, I have probably <laughs> listened to that song over a hundred times now. <laughs> Uh, and I want to take a moment to really give Lil Nas X his flowers. Uh, what he's doing right now, he's, he's essentially a trailblazer and being, you know, openly a charismatic, you know, gay rapper and really the first gay wa- rapper that I can think of that, you know, uh, makes a lot of people uncomfortable because it, it, it's never been seen before. And I don't think most people have the courage to do what he's doing. Uh, he's mastered social media. And marketing, he's a literal genius um, to me. But being openly gay, like I said, makes a lot of people uncomfortable and angry at a level that's hard to understand. Like, people are finding awful excuses to hide and camouflage, you know, homophobia. Again, especially in the Black community. Like, I hear people saying he's attempting to brainwash our children. It's like, well, actually, Lil Nas X has never once referred to himself as, like, an artist for kids. Like... Old Town Road just happened to be popular with kids, but he mentioned drinking lean and lean being in his bladder and having sex, which wasn't (laughs) really kid friendly. So it's like, to me, I I just always, always think to myself, how much of the world's troubles, you know, themselves um, are caused by people worrying about what other people do behind closed doors or in the bedroom, like wanting to control such things. Like, why does it matter so much? Like, again, and there's artists that get so angry about Lil Nas X where they want to become violent. It's like, bro, what, what's really the root of your anger? Like, what's causing this? So right. I want to get into this a little bit. Um, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, trying to control women, um, you know, with birth control, abortions, or, you know, homosexual relationships. Like, why behind closed doors again? Why does it matter so much? Like, you have people say, uh, you know, I don't really believe in that lifestyle. Like, good. It isn't any of your damn business. Like, what? It shouldn't bother you to the level that it's bothering people. So, Gerard, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, your thoughts on Lil Nas X, you know, being the first gay rapper, like, you know, a lot of people being homophobic. What's your thoughts on all of that? I love that dude. I love that dude because he's being 100% authentically himself. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always appreciate anybody who's themselves. I always champion all of my friends to just be yourself because that's the easiest person to be. You know, you try to live up to anybody else's standards, you're going to fall short every time. So I love that he's being himself and living his truth. You know, I, I don't understand the people that get mad over him talking about his lifestyle when people talk about stealing other people's chicks and knocking off everybody's chick every other song and nobody blinks an eye. You know what I'm saying? As soon as he talk about his lifestyle and like what he wants to do, like everybody got a problem up in arms. Like, bro, like mind your business. Well, like, what, you know? about, what about the kids? Like kids will be watching this. Kids and might then, do that, bro. We, we no, nobody, so no one really cares about the kids. They be, yeah. they be. That's cat, man. Nobody cares about the kids. Like yeah, it's a scapegoat. So like, exactly, that's definitely a scapegoat. So I, I love, I love Lil Nas X and everything that he's doing. One, first of all, he's hilarious. Like outside of all that stuff that he does, he's genuinely funny as hell. Like that, <laughs> like, like, so like. I, I could hang around him because, like, I know that it will be laughs all day, regardless of who he's having sex with. I don't care about that. Like, he, he's going to make you laugh. Like, and like I said, like, and he's, like, flamboyant in himself. Like, I know it was a lot of pop stars or or whatever that come out 
as gay and stuff, but they're usually, they still usually private and they still don't feel like they can genuinely be themselves. So for him to have the confidence to say like, I'm still going to be myself in the midst of it all. Like I salute that, you know, and I, and as long as he keep putting out fire music that I can listen to all the time, I'm going to keep supporting. Oh, right. That's for real. Drew, what's your thoughts, man? Bro, there's been like homosexuality in music forever. And like in music, why, why should it matter at all if someone's gay or not? You know, like you have Queen back in the day and Freddie Mercury comes out as gay and you have a whole stadium now of people singing We Will Rock You. You got Elton John who came out openly gay and one of the top selling artists of all time. Like he's just a he's just another person at the end of the day. I mean, I honestly thought at first he was going to be a one hit wonder from Old Town Road. And I was like, damn, how? Yeah, I was like, how is he going to follow this? And then as that song was breaking records week after week, he came out as gay and the whole shift towards him just stopped. Did he stop? No, he just kept making smash hits. He made Panini next, which was people didn't know how to feel about it at first. Another hit he had on his hand. Then this year he's having right now with like Montero, the music video to that. Uh, He's got industry baby, like we just said. And then the other one, sun goes down is one of my favorites by him. Yeah. It's just a nice, smooth, chill track. But like, why? Why does your sexuality matter in music? You know, it. It's not the gayness isn't going to reach you. You're something right. through through your headphones, so right. I don't yeah. get people's problem. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's really dudes, weird. It's dudes ahead, like Boosie. You know what I'm saying? Like how he going about this? Like yeah. acting as if like it's, it's just going to seep through the waves and get into like he's just so, he seems so invested into this and it makes me oh, yeah. wonder about him like bro like yep. this, that is we get into what I want to discuss like right. <laughs> it, it makes me look at you like bro I don't know this you seem a little too invested in this like yeah, what, what you trying to touch on the way bro he came out he came out towards Dwayne Wade's son too like so, and made all those nasty comments to him. Y'all yeah. are hitting on points where it's, I, I wanted to touch on this too. So um, I'll take a step back. So the baby recently had some extremely ignorant and awful comments during yeah. his Rolling Loud segment, which weren't directed at Little Nas X. However, you know, it's ignorance like that where people, you know, feel comfortable slandering people, slandering people like Little Nas X and spreading misinformation that's extremely harmful. You guys mentioned Boozy. So he chimed in, and he's just as stupid as the baby. Um, and <laughs> I was gonna mention how he commented on Dwayne Wade's, you know, um, child and decisions with the family, and uh, just extremely graphic stuff. Where it's like, Boozy, why? Why does for one, he talked about uh, if Lil Nas X, he joked and tweeted like he just for all the slander, he was gonna perform on stage and just be naked. And Boozy was like, if that happens, you know, I'm gonna pull him off stage, and you know, we're gonna get physical, and I'm gonna fight him. It's like. What what really is the root cause of Boozy getting so angry at, at people choosing to live that lifestyle? Like, it's almost to the point where I always think when people get really mad about stuff like that, it's, it's almost a reflection of their own sexuality. So it's yes. like, are, like, is it something, you know, about yourself that maybe, you know, you feel uncomfortable about? Or, you know, like, what, like, there should be never a thing a person does, especially when it comes to their sexuality, where you get super angry about them just being themselves man like mm-hmm. that's that's extremely weird and yeah. um again so 66 year old leslie jordan who i don't know if you guys are familiar with them but like he's very popular on social media has gone viral for a lot of funny videos 
And he said, essentially, he's perfectly comfortable now with who he is and what he is. But he says the reason that he wasn't that way earlier in his life was because of people like the baby. Um, Drew, you mentioned Elton John. Like Elton John has come out and, you know, condemned the the comments that the baby made on stage. Also, um, Quest Love that did the same thing. And the baby tried to pretend like he didn't know who Quest Love was, which made him look even worse. Cause like, dude, how are you in hip hop and you don't yeah. know anything about the roots? Like, yeah. I'm a and made him look even stupider because he performed with Quest Love before. So right, like, and he performed. He did a Panini remix with uh, Lil Nas X. Like, yeah. come on, like, come on, man. <laughs> and, and then he, the thing that gets me is these people make like extremely like embarrassing comments that are extremely hurtful, and you know. It's, hate speech essentially and then they're like whoa 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 why are you guys treating me like a bad guy just because i don't believe in the lifestyle it's, it's not you not believing in lifestyle it's you being hateful in the way that you express that like there's a right and a wrong way to do things and i just don't like how people make comments like this and then try to act like they don't understand the flack that they're getting or you know at the end of the day i'm not going to judge me for you know my beliefs they're not agreeing with certain things it's like Nobody cares about, you know, what you agree or don't agree with. It's the <laughs> way in which you go about doing so. Yeah. I don't know, and, man. The, ba- the baby's PR team is working like hell because I've never <laughs> seen somebody really sabotage their career. Like, when you got Chris Brown come out and, like, basically right. he against what, you, what you're doing and, like, actually making sense, mm, yeah. you need to take a step back. Like, right. Tripping, when bro. Bobby Bage comes out and tells <laughs> you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Something is like something is wrong. <laughs> Dude, it, it's just crazy, and I can't I can't help but to think of how hard it is, you know, for some people to live their truths, uh, being afraid because of hate, you know, messages similar to what the baby said um, on the stage, uh, especially again in the black community. And I'm so happy that Lil Nas X, you know, is providing a role model for these kids or for these people that you know feel like they can't be themselves. You know, you have a lot of people that's committed suicide again because they didn't know what to do in this world they didn't feel comfortable so it's like if you know a person like Lil Nas X can encourage more people to live your truths whether people agree or disagree with it like more power to them man we need more role models like that to keep inspiring people and to let them know that it's okay because again they shouldn't feel uncomfortable they shouldn't feel like they can't be themselves like again live your truths like you said Gerard and, and know that it's okay yeah oh keep making hits too he's on a roll that's yeah. right that is facts. Um, I wanted to mention he also brought out Tory Lanes, um, right after Meg the Stallion performed. So Meg went, and then it was the baby, and then the baby brought out Tory Lanes as like a special guest. Like, there's something really <laughs> wrong with the baby, man. Like, why, like, why would you do that? It's almost like he craves attention, but it's like the bad kind of attention. Like, I just, I just, I just don't get it. But yeah, I'll we could talk about that all day, but I just want to yeah. be there. Um, and say shout out to Lil Nas X, the king man, and continue doing what you're doing. Thanks. So, guys, I told you I had a surprise album that I listened to. Um, and that surprise album was Kid Sees Ghost. You guys kept mentioning mm, it. That a boy. I need to look no, into I it. kept so, mentioning it. Y'all didn't want to listen. Well, drugs no, listen, but <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but, so I started Ain't no surprise. <laughs> I started it right, and that album starts off very lazy to me, and I was so ready to like tell you both that y'all was crazy, and that was awful. And then here comes Fourth Dimension, and that song is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Kanye has the line, 
might need an intervention for this new dimension that's too new dimension or fit in a sentence if i get locked up i won't finish this and then stops before he says the word sentence that i was, was like no yeah. skip. i don't know so that bought that i don't think fire. you wrote that but that was fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right that was fire for sure uh and then the actual song kids see ghosts uh kanye is going in same with cutty montage so drew i want to give you credit um Kanye's work, you were right about, like, it got me even more hype for Donda. And before I transition, speaking of Donda, I want to ask y'all, did y'all have anything to add about Kids Sees Ghosts? Drew, this is the perfect time for you to say again. You told us so. No, um, I won't. I won't say that. I'm just, I mean, no, gotta, I'm happy you listened because it uh, it was just uh, one of those albums I was lost during that good music run. So no one talks about it ever, but it's a great, one of one of his last greatest albums to me. No, I I came away very impressed, and like I said, Gerard said last episode that it was good. Um, and you know, you say you wouldn't say you told us so, but you you literally kind of just did, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know you you're right, you're right, you're right. But speaking of Kanye, man, I want to start off by saying, "Fuck Kanye!" I, and I mean that with a passion. I couldn't <laughs> wait to discuss Kanye because only Kanye would show up to a listening party two hours late, not dropping the album. On, on the Friday, he said he was supposed oh, to, man. and then had the nerve to charge people outrageous concession prices $40 for a hot dog, $50 for chicken tenders, a snack basket for $65, $45 for some cookies and brownies. Come, come on, man. See, probably <laughs> ain't got too many yes people around the man because he done lost his damn mind, clearly. Like, I blame everybody for continuing to support his foolishness because. When you have that many yes men, like you do crazy stuff like this and think that it's okay, like wearing a damn stocking over your face as a mask, like you know what that was? You know when you go to a shoe store and you trying on some some dress shoes and they give you that little footy sock and you don't have the proper type of sock, so you gotta slide that on before you slide on the dress shoe to see how I feel. That is exactly what this fool was walking oh, around with God. on his face. Like I, again, too many yes men. Nobody wanted to stop that man and say, "Hey, yo, maybe you don't want to put that over your face." Nobody thought that. Okay, that's cool. Uh, this dude's paying a million dollars a day to stay at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. And the room looks like a dressed up version of a of a jail cell. Like a million dollars for that. Like all the houses you got in the world, all places you can rent on Airbnb. Like that is your choice. That is the decision you made. Hey man, you don't know the essence. You don't. You got to get all the inspiration. You know what I'm saying? His last album was in Wyoming. He off that. Yeah. Now we in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm Kanye West. I ain't living in no regular house in Atlanta. <laughs> No, I'm living in the stadium, okay? Yeah, you know, you know what your problem is, B. You just don't understand. Like, you don't you don't get the vision, all right? You don't see the vision. Your mm-hmm. third eye is closed, your chakras is closed. You need to open mm-hmm. your mind, brother. Okay. Get open okay. your third eye, brother. You know what I'm saying? Stay woke, B. Stay woke. Because clearly, clearly you sleeping. Clearly, you sleeping. I'm definitely sleeping. When it comes all to Kanye, right. don't wake me up. That's all I ask. <laughs> I'm with Kanye. He got too many people like you in his corner. It's like, Kanye, keep doing you, man. And you ain't crazy. You ain't doing nothing wrong. I'll keep doing what you're doing. Nope. I want him to keep going because I told you niggas already that Kanye was going to be on some Kanye shit. <laughs> Y'all Bro, expectations was up here. I'm like, you need to lower it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Look, let me just say before I hand it over to Drew. <laughs> I was actually mad that we wouldn't be recording around the time that the album was supposed to drop because I just knew the album was dropping. 
I wanted to talk about it. I didn't want to be too late. And here comes this fool pushing it back. And then announced yesterday he was debating on having another album listening party before dropping the album. It's like, bro, if I, was you, able, I would not go to that. <laughs> he's not doing it. And the release date is now on the 7th, I believe, the 7th or 8th, yeah. uh, so next Friday. But you said we'll two weeks after that event. You told us two weeks. So we'll see if it comes out next week. Yeah, so Bro, we'll see. But he had like, people rush to send stuff, like hold something in his <laughs> verse. He recorded his verse four hours before, like he played it at the event. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when I knew. I'm like, bro, there's no way in hell that album is coming out at midnight. Like the way Kanye mixes his music, like we might get it at noon mm-hmm. or something. When I seen that, the the next day had came and went, and still no album. I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be gold. Like, <laughs> like. I, I I was I was played I was played like a fool, and I have some fun facts on Kanye and Jay Z. But Drew, I want to give you a chance. Uh, saying, to, to uh, and stuff. You know how they say when Antonio Brown lost his mind when Vontez Perfect like drilled him. Yeah. I think Kanye lost his mind when he won that battle for SoundScan against Fifty Cent. <laughs> like I think if we can pinpoint the time where his ego started really inflating, yeah. I think that was the day. And uh. I was just going to say, like, this album, who knows what he's going to do with it? Because, like, Life of Pablo, I remember two years after that album came out, he always said it was a living, breathing album. Like, mm-hmm. he was still tweaking that album on title. Yep. Like, so people, diehards, would go in and listen and be like, oh, Kanye changed this word from this word two months later, or he changed this line to something else. Like, who knows, B? Just give it an open mind still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like Kids See Ghosts. You're on a little Kanye roll right now. Bro, I was perfectly set up for the album that he didn't drop. Oh, he ruined my weekend. He ruined my boys' weekend. I was he, I was playing on waking up, playing that on the boat all day, and we didn't get we had to we had to listen to the same old shit we've been listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned I had some Kanye and Jay-Z fun facts. So Gerard, you mentioned how Jay-Z provided the verse uh, a few hours before the listening party. So um Jay-Z actually hasn't rapped on a Kanye West beat since Click in 2012. Wow. I uh, did not know that. Jay-Z also hasn't been on a Kanye solo album since uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So oh, when you think about that, it actually makes you think, like, whatever this song sounds like. And I didn't listen to the listening party, but I'm curious to see how that song, you know, uh, comes across once it's dropped. I want to hear it because... As you can see, it has been quite a minute since you know they've linked up. So yeah. apparently, the cool thing is if they're able to, you know, be on the track again. So yeah, I never understood their relationship. <laughs> like if they were cool, like with Big Brother, Kanye made all that shit about not being let in the Madison Square Garden and shit, and then they, they make uh, Watch the Throne. You think they're boys? Comes out a little later. Beyonce doesn't like Kanye here and there. Like well, yeah, I, who, who knows? Weird. Like. Cause from Jay and Jay is like, I love Kanye. Like I love yeah. him. That's my little bro. <laughs> and then Kanye be like, Yeah, I love you too. But this, 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 and this, and this, this, and this. But it feels like some little brother shit though. Mm-hmm. Cause my little brothers do the same thing to me. And it's like, bro, I don't know what you're mad about. Like, so I'm just gonna leave you alone. <laughs> like when you look at the history of both, I feel like it's really easy to understand why Kanye would have problems with Jay Z while Jay Z has stayed neutral. Like. Everything that Kanye loves, he either pushes away, you know, like 
sabotages. So yeah. I, I, can, I can clearly see why both Beyonce and Jay-Z would be like, you know, hey, Kanye, we love you, but hey, you got to love you from a distance type of thing. Some, yeah. Some Sometimes people are just like to. that. Exactly. Especially with people that are as unpredictable as Kanye, because you just never know which way they're going to go. So, right. like, you you get too heavily invested, then you're going to get yourself upset. Like, so, you, like, you never know. You wake up one day and see a, a Twitter rant and just be like, yo, like, we just <laughs> got dinner last night. Like, Kanye, what you on? Right. Uh-huh. Like, this, the, the thing that Jay-Z got mad about to where he cut him off, like, this time, when he went on that rant on stage, would have made anybody mad. Like, everybody. No. Like refresh my memory. I don't I don't I don't quite remember. When he, he was saying, like, um, like um, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce was going through their stuff, and he started spelling out, oh, Jay-Z ain't coming to my wedding, and he ain't even calling me after Kim got um robbed, and you know, uh I was broke and Jay-Z sent me this money, you know what I'm saying? But now he feels like he owns me, and it's like, bro, like if we're family, if we look at each other as family then why are you putting all our dirty laundry out there? Because you're my brother. Like, if I look at you as my brother, we should have a phone call. Why are you telling 50,000 people about issues that we have with one another that's less easily we can talk about over a phone call? And right. that's why Jay-Z was on, um like, 444. Like, I'm going through stuff with my wife. I'm not going to anybody, <laughs> nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, <laughs> like yeah, so... It's so interesting, man. So I look forward to the album. Um, I don't know. I dry, you was right, man. I I, I was telling y'all people was hyping up saying it was like, oh, Kanye. And after the, the pushback, like I'm not as excited as I was. And again, it might be just a few weeks, but like, I don't know. It just seems like he's kind of on the same bullshit. Like a lot of this is just a PR stunt. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I'm just, I'm just. I don't, I don't think Kanye has PR, so I don't know if we can do stunts. <laughs> <laughs> when it drops, it drops. That's it how drops, he's rolled. That, hey, that's a good point, man. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, so yeah, I want to pivot now. Speaking of Jay Z, um, came across a funny article, um, with Jay Z regarding the artist ESTG. Um, I, I Y'all want to start with a story, or y'all want to discuss his his album? Um, yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. You already you already let in. Okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> this was a uh, hilarious story uh, where Jay Z invited him to the studio, but told him not to bring his ghostwriter, um, and apparently was kind of joking, but also kind of serious. And mm. I just feel like that's hilarious. And Gerard, I know you want to discuss uh, the artist because you had some stuff to mention. So if you wanted to, you could expand on um, the information that you wanted to. Then we'll talk about the album. We're going to talk about the album later, but I want to say it's a phenomenal album and uh-huh. it's really, really good. And I look forward to listening to more ESTG stuff. But did y'all know that he was an All-American linebacker playing Whoa. football in, uh, in the state of Kentucky? Did not. Wow. Yes. And he got scholarship offers, went to college, played football in college, and also played in the CFL. Wow. He saw wow. his football career was not working out in the CFL. He got cut. And he started rapping, and that's where we are now. But that's the story. I did not know that's what no. yeah. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've heard. Like, he's like, bro, he was an all American linebacker. So, bro, that's dope. That's extremely dope. I had no idea. That kind of makes me look at him even differently in a good way. So, yeah. he played for Louisville or no? No, he played for, um, hold on, let me double check. No, he went to um, Indiana State. Uh, and then he transferred to uh, Stephen F. Austin. 
Gerard, that was an excellent fun fact, man. I just want you to know. <laughs> yeah, went to Indiana State, then he went to Stephen F. Austin, and then he went to, I think, Saskatchewan, but he ended up making a team. He like he got cut on the last cuts. Mm-hmm. So like you know, like that going to the CFL, it's like a lower level than the NFL, but still like making it to the last cuts to the CFL that he had to be a talented player. Like so. Yeah. No, that's dope, man. Um, so yeah, we we hinted at the album, so let's get into it. You know, bigger than life or death. Um, new album that just dropped. I'll let you guys go first and then I'll share my thoughts um after you guys expand on it. But Gerard, you already mentioned it's a great album, so yeah, like it, it started out like just like man, like it started out with um make it even and my um my personal favorite, like when I was talking to Drew about it was fifty five hundred degrees mm-hmm. because it's not for five hundred degrees, like where little baby went crazy, forty two Doug went crazy, ESTG went crazy, like and his um in town with little Dirk. I just think the whole thing was a good ride through, like and it was like 15 tracks, but still only 36 minutes. Right. So like, it still wasn't a long album, like, which I, I was able to listen to it. Like when the weekend that y'all thought Kanye was coming out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that made up for that weekend. <laughs> right. Like listen to it. And it still was like not an hour long. It didn't drag out and all like it had a lot of Detroit influences in there, like hell of a made beats on there. Like, so like I, it was a really good album, like and it bangs. And from a dude from Louisville, it's you got the Memphis influence because he signed to CMG, so it's a dope album, really dope. Yeah, forty two yeah, Doug on two tracks as well. Yes, I like their chemistry. Yeah. Him and him and Doug's chemistry. I do too. I'll say this: it's my favorite trap album of the year. Yeah, for so sure. Far. We'll see what else comes out, but man, he was just Capital One. I love banging in the car. That, yeah. Like you said, that fifty five hundred degrees. I was skeptical, skeptical. Uh, sorry, skeptical about that track uh, when I first heard it because that beat's kind of outdated now, you know. Yeah. And they put a nice enough uh, spin on it to make it like a nice modern track. But man, right. baby killed that track. Baby killed it. Yeah. But so baby mentioned uh, being this generation's Wayne and. I don't know. I have to agree. Like, you know, you know, it's, it's not that crazy because he said something like that and didn't go like viral on social media for getting slandered. Like people heard that and kind of took a step back and was like, you know, he might just be right now because he's yeah. everything he hops on. He kills it. That was definitely a song that jumped out to me. Um, I like run, run into me. Capital one. All I know for real that I, I banged that in my truck for real. Then no, uh, no mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. Um, no friends. Yes really like those tracks but i think i messed up because i listened to this album after i listened to the album that we'll get into next and i don't know if you guys have anything else you would like to add about the album before we get into the next one but i can expand on that once we transition no go ahead so i listened to isaiah rashad's new album the house is burning and like I said, it messed me up because I listened to this to that <laughs> album first and then went to ESTG. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. When you hear, you know, murder and killing your ops on every song after hearing <laughs> that album, like Isaiah Rashad, it's just like, you know, I just I just need a little bit more than that. It just maybe look no differences. <laughs> it's just like, bro, all your ops gotta die. Like, y'all can't have no conversations. Like, everybody. <laughs> Okay, let me, I'm just, you know, let me move on. But 
know, uh, Isaiah Rashad's album had so many different, you know, topics and flows and tempos and beats and rhythms. It's just like, I think it messed me up. If I would have listened to it at the time where y'all did, like earlier, I think I would have enjoyed it way more. And I didn't dislike the album. I want to clarify. I did not dislike the album at all. It just was like, you transition from something, I will call Isaiah Rashad's album beautiful. And yeah, I would too. I will say, no, 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 but no, uh uh. Well, I gotta hold, I gotta stop you right now because hey, you're talking so that. much <laughs> shit. You you're talking you so much shit. So out. I don't want you to just fly by, skate <laughs> no, by, no. talking about, oh, it's gonna be beautiful. No, no, fuck that. Fuck that. No, 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 no. He let us down so many times. Right. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I want you to come into it like, no, Isaiah, you was on some bullshit, but. You made a beautiful album. I need you to make that explanation because you can't just come in here like the album was beautiful. Oh my god! No, fuck that. <laughs> Is that your well, B impression? <laughs> well, if if Gerard, you would let me finish my notes and I show y'all on the camera. My first line here is, so I'm going to sound like the biggest hater because I wanted to dislike the album after the delay and rollout. And we slandered on the show so many times, but man, this album was really, really good. So you should have opened with that. You should have led with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to transition smoothly, but hey, I didn't know I had a time constraint. That's on me. No disrespect. <laughs> I slandered myself. Uh, you know, again, I didn't like the rollout at all. And I, I really just didn't want to enjoy it. But dog, it is impossible not to. Like, I'm man enough to admit. I slandered him, said F the album. I didn't care anymore. Then I listened to it. I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, the rollout really wasn't that bad when you think about it. Like, <laughs> you know, people make mistakes in life. But uh, on a serious tip, um, From the Garden was fire. Mm. Uh, Claymore is fire. Claymore Smino. is fire. Smino is such an underrated rapper. Yes. Man. I discuss him one day because my boy Eddie – uh, put me on it to him a few years ago, but hearing him on that song is like, dude, this dude is phenomenal. Yeah, and, uh, is fire. The first opening six songs were flawlessly structured. Like, yeah. that is how the fuck you start an album. Uh, on True Story, I actually thought he sounded like Big Crit and thought that was a feature before I looked at my phone. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me sad because, man, I would love to hear some Big Crit. I was more impressed, like, yo, I love J-Rock, and I think he's un he's one of the underrated artists on, on TDE, mm -hmm. so I was happy to hear from him, like, so that was dope just to hear J-Rock on TDE. He didn't really fit on that track to me, though. He he that feature was decent to me, but yeah. it, it didn't jump out um, at me like, you know, I, I guess I expected. Um, I really like what you said. Great song. Yeah. Uh, I, like I like the YG T U T. I don't yeah. know if it's YG Tut, if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Like, on Chad. Yeah. On Chad. That was again yeah. uh, an amazing song. And overall, I, I really like the project. And uh, RP Young is fire too. Yeah. RP Young is fire. Yes. The uh HB2U, man, the way that track switch up like midway through. Yeah, I was, I was smoking a little bit, and it was kind of trippy to me. Yo, HBTU, <laughs> you confused the fuck out of me because I didn't know the album was over. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, it switches up, and he uh, he gets like really deep in the end of that track. But uh, B, do you think do you think this album lived up to the hype uh, being delayed so much for us, especially like when there was a drought in music, and now we're getting it so much right now. So I do think it, it lived up to the hype. Uh, I think it was even better than, you know, my best expectations were. Because, you know, like y'all know, I, I got into Isaiah Rashad when it was announced that he'd be dropping something. 
to get familiar with them. So um, overall, I really love the project. And I feel like this is a project that will age like fine wine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have, we discuss everything when it comes to the classics, right? Like how does it age? Uh, the amount of features you have on it. Does it give you an array of emotions? Um, you know, is it something that, you know, you can listen to and not skip any tracks. I don't think there is a skippable song on this album. So I definitely think it's setting itself up to be a classic. So I will slander myself again. Um, (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, I just want to reiterate, like maybe, you know, delaying albums and the rollout that he did isn't so bad. At the end of the day, we need to stop judging people. (laughs) Let me talk about Lil Nas X. Like who are we going to judge an album release? It all jokes aside, man. I, I do think it lived up to the expectations. And for him to stand out, I listened to four albums yesterday. Um, we've gotten into uh, two of them, so two more to go. But this was by far the best project I've listened to um, within those four albums. And I think it's right up there with Tyler, the Creator's album. Like, it just has all everything you need. Um, and I really enjoyed it. You know what? Sadly, I agree with you. But sadly, I don't think enough people will hear it to even put it on the list for the end of the year. He's uh he's one of those artists like associated um with a, with a huge mega artist like Kendrick and people always think he's just like the underling of that group so he's going to get his flowers for sure I mean we're going to give him his flowers but not enough people are going to hear it to uh make it to like a final top 10 list I feel I you love know, it You know what you saying that makes me that more excited for the album review party cuz Yeah I'm glad you, know. you can contribute this year man it's going to be fun I'm excited and I'm actually going to work on a list, not just albums this year, but thinking over the time that we've been doing the podcast, I have listened to some great albums and I'm going to write down every album I've listened to, but like just over the last few months, I've listened to everything from uh, Tupac albums to Biggie albums to to Cameron, uh, to uh, DMX albums, to... uh, Push a T, like I, I've just I've knocked out a bunch of classics. Isaiah Rashad's old work. Um, mm-hmm. so I just can't wait to go over the list of everything I've listened to because it it surprises me as time goes on. I'm like, wait, I did listen to that album, just you know, familiarize myself for the show. So right. yeah, I'm gonna work on that. Oh, Eminem albums, forgot about that. Listen to the two Eminem albums. So man, nice. I can't wait to put this list together because I've knocked out some good work, man. Mm. But uh, anything else that you guys want to add about the Isaiah Rashad album before we move on to the next project? Nah, I, I just thought I, I agree with you. Like the first six were perfect. But for me, like the middle of it kind of started sounding the same. I, I don't know. And then the end, like finished strong to me. I think I need yeah. to give it another listener, too, because there was so much that dropped this weekend. Like I only gave it one full true listen. So. I think I went through it twice and I will agree. I think it's more so like the first six songs were all like up here. Yeah. So almost yeah. was nowhere to go. Right. But, you know, down a little bit and then it picked back up. But yeah, I still didn't have any songs that I skipped or Same, feel like yeah. we're out of place. So, no, I, I really enjoyed the album and look forward to listening to it more in the future. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're a fan now. Absolutely. Um, and shout out again to my nephew and you guys for putting me on. Uh, so, the next project, man. I had all this praise for Isaiah Rashad, and the next album I have here is Logic, Bobby Tarantino yeah. 3. And yeah, Gerard, I think you will like this segment. Didn't listen to it. I, I didn't have time. Oh, I, I wanted to, but I just – I know what I'm going to get with that. Go ahead, I thought, I thought <laughs> it's you listened to it because I thought you had said you were listening to it um, when we were texting the other day. But 
I don't know if y'all want to hear my thoughts or if you guys want to No, go for it. Yeah. Okay. You, you did chances your homework. Are, chances <laughs> are I'm not going to listen. So go for it. Like. Okay. So even better. So, and thank you, Drew, for saying I did my thing. Because I, yeah. I, was, I was deep in the weeds yesterday. So he starts the album off with a song called Intro. And I just want to say, if y'all don't listen to the whole album, just listen to that song. Because that is such an awful way. To come back Ooh. to the game and show your fans that they should be happy that you decided to unretire. I'll give a synopsis of the song. I think it's slightly under two minutes. And Gerard, you if you would have listened, you would have literally stopped listening to the album, dog. So what it does, right, is he pretends like you know how like Wayne and all these artists are like, yo, turn me up, yo, turn me up. Okay, here I go. Blah blah. And like is trolling as if he's gonna start like rapping on the song, right? And yeah. just when it gets into it, after all these requests and blah, 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 like, it switches to the next song. So he never actually raps. It's almost like he's just doing this preparation that he was going to rap and trolling, which I guess was the purpose of the intro title. But it's like, dude, really? Like, you got all these people saying you should stay retired. Like, this is the way you start this album off. So He, uh, he hit you with the good old fisticuffs. That's what he did. <laughs> 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 what, do you, what do you mean? You remember that Chappelle skit with Fisticuffs? Turn my headphones up. Oh. Put some treble in it. Put some treble in it. That's my word. All right. Here we go. Hold up, nigga. I need some water. Oh, Put some treble in it. Put some treble in it. I'm like, yo, why does he keep, like, we like a minute into the song. He ain't started. And that was, he was trolling. So, yes, he <laughs> did hit us with the Chappelle. Turn my headphones up. Uh, turn my headphones up. Um. <laughs> But, like, imagine, well, I was going to say, there's a song on the album called uh, See You Space Cowboy where he goes in, like, excellent song. I just imagine, like, if he would have started the album off like that, it would have changed my whole thought process on the album. Overall, I added a couple songs, but the project itself felt lazy, uninspired, unorganized. Like, Mm. the stuff that he's known for when it comes to themes, like, when it comes to Bobby Tarantino mixtapes, like... He, he has the themes throughout, like it seems well orchestrated, like thought, like paid attention to the details. Like this shit just felt like slapped together. And although there are a good couple of songs, like overall, it just wasn't it. And at the end of the album, though, he, he might have explained why that was the cause. So he said that he was just chilling one day and decided he wanted to come back. And then he went on to say that this was his last studio album for Def Jam. So when he said that, it kind of seemed to me like mm. maybe he just threw some bullshit together to, you know, complete that contract. And maybe we'll get something different once that contract is over. But there's been times where artists have dropped, you know, bullshit to complete their contract and then move on. But yeah, man, this this just wasn't it. Like, again, listening to Isaiah Rashad, uh, listen to, you know, some of the albums we went over. Like, uh, this was this this didn't do it for me, man. So. I was hoping one of y'all listened to us. So especially I knew Gerard wasn't, but I thought Drew you might. <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to, just not enough time. Uh did he hit you with any of that like uh identity crisis content? Oh, you had to hear a biracial bar in there somewhere. Yeah. Did he talk about how he's white and black and can't on, figure man. it out? Because B, you don't know? B, you don't know? You don't know that he's half black, half white? Oh. <laughs> I definitely know he makes sure everybody that, that, that's ever listened to him does know. But to be honest, I don't remember or recall him doing that. He was really big on uh, being a father, 
his child. I think he had his child actually say something on one of the last tracks. Um, he's not married anymore, but he he's they must have some type of situation where like they're not together, but like together. So like he mentioned his fine ass baby mama and like spending time with family, like doing a retreat type of thing. So, but no, to answer your question, I I don't recall any racial, you know, problems that he mentioned in detail, like normal. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and listen, but no, I don't think he did that actually. It's more so like, I'm a father, I'm back now. Oh, so now we're going to hear about his daddy issues. All right, bad. That was his last album too. <laughs> talking about being a father and all that i'm i'm good man He's done. <laughs> yeah. he had a he had a point in time where he was great to me and it's over he showed flashes throughout like oh damn like when he want to rap he could really rap but like the stuff in between or like he's real big on conversations like during songs like talking to whoever mm-hmm. listening like they're in the studio with them which is sometimes cool but sometimes like yo this is a little weird I just want y'all to listen just so we can slander together one day. That's really All what right. I want. I'm going to listen. End of the weekend, I'll listen to it for you. Okay, so we'll revisit this one. But yeah, man, overall, out of all the albums we've gone over today, that would not be one that I recommend to people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll just move to the next one then, being Dave East and Harry Fraud, Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Listen to this one last night. This was a fourth album that I listened to, and the project was nice, man. Like, Fire, bro. The only... Fire. The only slander I think I could come up with for the project was freaking G Herbo's feature, which yes, dude, that was, like, that was terrible. What? Like what? I'm telling you, you pick some chooses. Go ahead, Drew. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a No, I was just saying with G Herbo, like he's he he can spit when he wants, but he's got those flows where he's just offbeat and it Man, sounds happy. Right. I, I wanted to get the stems and just slide Man. him up a little bit just Man. to be on beat. Like, like oh, that's what I'm God. saying. <laughs> It's like, bro, you got all this, like, you know, this hype, and you got this buzz behind you. Then this feature is like, yo, like, what, like, what are you doing, dog? Like, did you just wake <laughs> up? Did they not give you like the audio so you can try to time to get like, bro? His audio like, might be delayed because he was off a half a step mm-hmm. the whole bro, time. <laughs> he made Silk the Shocker proud. You know, Silk used to be off, be like a motherfucker. Yep. G Herbo was paying him homage, dog. Like, but the project itself, the beast was fire, man. Like. I need to be more familiar with Harry Fraud because uh, I'm pretty sure he's a producer of the album. Like Dave East flow was on points, but the beats was fired throughout. Uh, we mentioned a bad feature, but a good feature is I really like Benny the Butcher, yeah. uh, Uncle Rick. And then I also like Jim Jones feature on Money or Power. Oh, so that really so dope. Yeah. Um, and I surprisingly enjoyed Currency's feature on Red Fox Restaurant. Oh, Yo, that's a surprise for you. you said that. I know me and Drew messed with Currency, but I know mm-hmm. you didn't. But that was a <laughs> he had a good verse though. He had a good feature, like bro. Like that's the thing. Like if I dislike an artist, if they drop something that's nice, like I, I I'm man enough to be able to say like, yo, I really I really enjoyed that. Like I'm not a person that's gonna be like, nah, it's trash because it's Currency. Like I was like, damn, maybe I need to go back <laughs> and listen to Currency because this was really dope. Yeah, him and him and Harry Fraud and Jim Jones and uh fuck who's he and uh Smoke Dizza, they all they all work well with Harry Fraud. Yes, yes. They they got plenty of projects with them too. So there's plenty for you to go out and, and check out from them. The I last Jim like Jones the, uh, was fire. Jim, yeah, Jim Jones yeah. has been impressing me as far as like his mm-hmm. you know, how what he's been putting out lately, you yeah. know, with different producers, and he's gotten better at rapping, so way better. And I also like you know the young boys that uh um, they put on here, you know, the Crutch Calhoun and the King Shooter. 
because my favorite song on there is Yeah, I Know, and him and King Shooter going back and forth. That was dope. So that Benny the Butcher, uh, that Benny, yeah, Benny, too. Yeah, look, listen, yeah, sometimes expected. you get pictures on your album and you get body, <laughs> you got body, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's easy to do when you got a Griselda guy on there, <laughs> like, he got body. So, I it made me this album made me want to go back and check out some of Dave's East, uh, previous work. I've always listened to bits and pieces, but never albums like from beginning to end. Um, so I, I definitely I think that's what I'll do for homework for the next week is listen to some old Dave East projects. But how does this one rank compared to some of the other projects you guys have listened to when it comes to Dave East? It's um, right up there for me. Yeah, it's up there. I think I like um Karma, mm-hmm. but this one is the Hoffa is really good though, you know, because it's it's the perfect <laughs> blend of um production as well as davies rapping davis davies can rap uh, it's oh, nothing yeah. debating as far as that but you know sometimes when you make projects and stuff like that it's always about the the musicality part the weather that mesh well together and i think he works well with harry fraud so yeah uh i can never pronounce the name of the first word Kyrie chanel yeah Kyrie Kyrie chanel. Chanel. that was Kyrie. that was one of my favorite projects from him yeah. but why can't he release a good studio album is he that rapper because he's you overthinking know? it. He it's, overthinking it, it. Right. Yeah. I feel like if he just going to like, instead of thinking like this has to be a studio album, mm-hmm. if you just go in there and just make a project just like he does his mixtapes, it should be fine. God, it's like right. the album and mixtape world are so skewed sometimes. Like they just but get it's, in their it's own It's not head. really. I think artists think albums have to be bigger, you know, like a bigger right. sound, yeah. like more commercial. And it doesn't have to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like so. Well, that's a that's like with Wiz though. Like Wiz's mixtapes are far better than his albums. You yeah. Know? But like, why why can't you translate that like at least half of that energy into an album? But yeah, they be I, getting, I, they be getting their own head. So. Yeah, Dave East. I I hope his next uh, solo album actually shocks people because he deserves to get recognized. Yeah. I Rock just you. wish Dave East would stop saying like my second like album or you know my debut album right. bro it's a project from this point on like this <laughs> everything like, you still getting paid for it yeah. know, i don't know how it count on your contract with def jam or whatever but it's still like at the end of the day don't call it don't call it the yeah. album. Like, you know what's funny so for the album party i used to be real strict like just studio albums could be on yeah. your list and it got so mixed up over the years with like just go ahead put your put your studio mixtape on right on the list. <laughs> i don't care anymore exactly like, so I was actually going to ask you guys. So the project Hoffa is that considered a mixtape? Then yeah, yeah. it's basically right. yeah. a mixtape. Yeah, okay. But like you, you don't know anymore. Yeah, because back, back in was... the day, mixtapes mixtapes used to come out on mixtape like streaming services, exactly. you know, and everything everything's on Apple or Spotify now. So uh, who actually, the hell knows? <laughs> before you had that conversation, I actually was under impression it was an album. So I appreciate y'all. <laughs> yeah, you, you never they know. Are they are the same. It's yeah. like, it, it ain't no difference no more. So yeah. So I think you guys gave a great future topic. I'm curious how you think about it. You mentioned the Wiz. You mentioned Davies. Artists that release better mixtapes, or artists in the past that released better mixtapes and albums, I think would be something dope to talk about. And yeah, man. Overall, again, really like that album. Um, but. Anything else you guys want to add before we move on to the next topic? Um, Let me see. So y'all listen to anything else? Because I listen to a bunch of other things. So. I did not. I, I, um, those were the albums that I listened to. The other topics that I had was more so beefs, and okay, okay. Uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, Gerard, go, go, um, expand on so the other things that you. One to. album I suggest if one out y'all had a time is Young Blue, his Moon Boy album. 
listen to that. It was really good. So listen to Young Blue. And also, like, I want to take this time to give a shout out because, you know, we also want to use our platform to, like, highlight local artists whenever they release music. We just haven't had the opportunity to show that. I know over the last week, um, a couple of, you know, rappers that I'm really close with um, released some music. My boy KDI released a um, song called um, First Off, you know, in the video. I shouted him out on my Instagram. And, like, I was really proud of that. Like, um, of course, in the video, he was wearing Sadiq B jersey. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> obviously, obviously, the boy got skills, you know. So, like, <laughs> he knew he knew where the uh, opportunity was going. So, um, yeah, I want to shout him out. And also, my brother Streets is about to release an album soon. And he sent me some music to my email, and it is fire. So when that gets released, I'm going to send it to y'all and I want y'all to hear it out. And, you know, I want to give these local artists the opportunity to come on our platform eventually. And, you know, we interview them, talk about themselves and get them a a platform to talk about their music and get them out to our audience so that they can build their fan fan base. You know, so we talk about these bigger artists all the time, but everybody starts somewhere. So Mm -hmm. shout out to KDI and shout out to Streets, you know, like. I'm going to make sure that, you know, everybody gets to see how talented y- y'all are. So. No, I love that. And, Drew, do you think Dry got paid for those promos half now and half for when they drop? Or you think you think that was all love? Hey, I don't know. You listen, know, Dry carries the backpack around here. The check, when the check gets cut, it gets cut. You feel me? You don't know what's in that bag, though. 3,200 pounds of cocaine. <laughs> But all jokes aside, man, I, I forget which one of the artists it was that you just mentioned um, that you it's posted. KDI, on that's the no, one that, that you heard. Yeah, that mm-hmm. song was fire. So definitely would love to get him on the podcast. And like we said, we want to start working with more local talent. Um, so yeah, no, maybe those would be the first two. I would love that. For sure. Um, anything else you been you listen to, Gerard? Um, and then I listen to um, it's a singer. Well, she raps too. She used to be signed to Timbaland. Her name is Tink. So um, she released an album called Heat of the Moment. I released that. Uh, I mean, I listened to that. Um, it was produced exclusively by a hit maker. So mm-hmm. that shit is fire. Like, like so hit maker is, he's really good at what he does. So I don't know what the hell he does, but he does it. And it's a fire, fire tape. So. That's Youngberg, right? Yeah. Man. Drew, you got to add in the Hey Sexy Lady song, man, because people don't forget. <laughs> they don't remember Young Bird from back in the day, man. He switched it up completely. Bro, one of my favorite drill songs <laughs> is called um, My Hoes Do Drugs. That was produced oh, by Young Bird. <laughs> and uh, I did not know that at the time. It features uh, Pusha T. Um, man, dog, that, that dude is talented. Maybe his own solo career wasn't. That's great, but uh, he tried. He tried him as a producer. He's he's elite as a producer. Hey, that's how you pivot, though. You may not be good at rapping, but hey, you, you, do, you, do, you do amazing work as a producer. So get it yeah. how you live. When do you think the last time you've been to Detroit is? Nah, he ain't coming back here. <laughs> you know about that, B? Didn't he get a chain snatch? Yeah, by yeah. Uh, trick, trick trick tricks boys. Oh yeah, no. When you when you mess with trick trick, yeah, the no fly zone is real, man. So. Yeah, no, don't 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 yeah, do that don't to yourself. Do right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Drop what else you got? Is that it? Oh no, that's it. Hey nice. man, way to do your homework, man. You you I thought I was good with the four albums in a day. <laughs> what you guys was that seven or eight? Yeah, but I still listen to uh stuff when we didn't record. 
So this is from last week and this week. Okay. Okay. No, that's 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 solid, man. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about real quick. Uh, Tory Lanes mentioned him earlier, but I sent y'all a clip. Yeah. And Cassidy posted a video showing multiple freestyles of Tory Lanes dating back to 2017, and as recent <laughs> as this year, I think it was within the last month. Yep. And Tory is stealing Cassidy's flow <laughs> and actual rhymes. Word for word, bar for bar, and the in the words of Soldier Boy. And I wanted to ask y'all your thoughts on that. Now, Tori says he was simply paying homage, you know, and, and was showing he said Cassie's one of his favorite rappers, so he was just showing love and even said, you know, on the the recent freestyle from this year, he was even rapping over the I'm a hustler beat. Cassidy made it clear. That he felt disrespected and he don't give a damn about that paying a homage. <laughs> he said if he wouldn't have posted that video, nobody would have even known that those was his bars. Like, so he he said that don't mean nothing to him. He has relationships in the industry, like he, he don't like that. So I want to ask y'all thoughts. How do y'all feel about it? Is it admirable or is it weak as hell? Let, let, let's hear what y'all think, man. <laughs> Weak as fuck, man. Go on, Drew. I it was like... <laughs> when I sent it to you, you was like, oh, hell no. Nah, you can't be it was... doing that. <laughs> Immediately when I saw it, I thought of that, like, Jordan and Kobe Bryant comparison video, like, side to side. <laughs> man. That's why I feel like I'm the most hot in the place. A lot of niggas saying they hot, but they not in the place. And your block, it ain't hot, man. It's safe. Next nigga diss Tory Lane's about to get shot in his face. I got more change than you got in my couch And the next cat scream my name Gonna get shot in the mouth There is no paying homage When you go to (laughs) one of these Radio stations and try a Freestyle and you're You could tell in his face he was trying to give it His all but the whole time He was biting the fuck out of Cass like bro that's That's the weakest thing you can do in hip hop and I'm Surprised not like The world hasn't seen that video right now Cause that's just disrespectful to me. So he's yeah. getting flattered, and it's funny you say that. Cause when when Tory Lanez was doing the freestyle, you know when a rapper really feel like they killing it and they do the freestyle, yeah. like they look to their left and the right, yeah. and people in the room and be like, <laughs> yeah, that shit fire. Like I wrote that shit. You could Everyone see it in his face. Like, like he was Yo. in the zone, like, the rapper you know? hands and all of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was no humility, <laughs> no like this ain't my shit. Like shout out to Cassidy, like none of that. So, Nothing. Like, and I agree that, with you, Drew. I think it's weak as hell. That's mm-hmm. the issue I have. If you're gonna show homage, you know, at least say who you're showing yeah. homage to. Like you, you made us feel like that's that's your shit, and it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like even like I can see if he was showing love to cast like on um albums or something like that. We've never heard him say this, and then he gonna come like Cassidy is my favorite rapper. Like <laughs> right. no, bro. Like Cassidy no, ain't no like, favorite rapper. Right? Like no. Let, let's not do that. You know, He's like one of even, your favorite freestylers, he yeah, and, and I don't mind. I don't mind. We we talked about this before. I don't mind rappers saying other rappers' bars, you know, to show homage. You know, like Jay Z does it with big. I say a big versus mm-hmm. um only big enough, my brother, big enough, my bro. I'm big enough to do it. I'm right. not thorough. Yeah, but and then after he said that line, he was like, So the rings and things you sing about bring them out. Like, that's the big bar. Wow, that's smooth, man. Keep going. <laughs> so like, like that's, a, that's a big verse so like that he's telling you beforehand this is how i show love to my brother who's not here no more right 
Tori ain't do none of that. Like, <laughs> like none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta do a comparison video. So, hey, my man, you're biting. Like, oh, trust me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it in so that people know. Trash. Yeah, that's trash, bro. Like, uh-uh. no, it, it, and it I and I used to love Tori because I thought he like I really thought he was good at rapping. Now you see this is like nah, bro. Like something is fishy here now for real. Jerry, you know what's funny? Like early two thousands though, if, if a video like that was released, that rapper is done. Be done, done. He'd be done. Yeah. There's no now that now there's room for that, which is right. crazy. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares anymore. No. Now, so. You know what's funny? I don't want to get into the the legal situations too much, but. I will say him biting and trying to like play off it being his or like lying about it. Like this whole Meg the Stallion situation made me take a step back and be like, yo, whatever they say he did, he did, he did that shit. shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like after this, I'm like, yo, oh, man. I, you know, I, I, I want to always believe, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But like, I don't know, like the way he's trying to convince people that he was framed. I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. I look at you differently now, dog. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I, I I didn't like that at all, and to his excuse for it makes no sense. So yeah, no shout out to Cassie you know what? Too. My my final thing about this is I was gonna say now I understand why teachers made us do like a work cited bibliography <laughs> page. Like make give, give these authors their credit. I get it. <laughs> and I was saying shout out to Cassie because. Some artists wouldn't have posted, like they wouldn't have uh, been able to like call out. No, you don't know Cassidy. <laughs> well, well, no, I, I, I'm after seeing him in Hitman, like I, I, I know he had no problems doing it. But we're right. people in the industry that has just been like, you know, they he he stole my stuff like years later, but you know, like not mention it. So shout out to him for being like, nah, my nigga, nah, that's right. Me. Cassidy don't waste the money. I mean, Gerard, <laughs> he is a Philly rapper. Mm. 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 And Philly don't play. Mm. Yeah. Future topic B? Well, it's already in the notes. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one day. I say I but, just 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 teasing it for the people early on. But no, man, that that's crazy. Um, and mentioning freestyles, man. This next topic is super crazy. So, if anybody's been under a rock and hasn't seen it, Lupe and Royce the Five Nine have been <laughs> going at it. And Man. have ended their podcast together because of this whole situation, bro. They stopped um, being friends. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not even friends no more. Like, no, it got it got that real. We'll get into it in a little bit, but but you know. When you call another grown man a, a bitch, <laughs> or, or you know, a national platform. I mean, yeah. it, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, between the, the the work that they produce. Um, I appreciated on Royce's song him providing the lyrics to read along when he posted on his Instagram. Because sometimes when he raps, like I can't really catch the bars that he drops. So that helped me be able to better appreciate his song. Um, but as I mentioned within the text thread, personally, I believe Lupe definitely won between they they battle. Come on, um, no, no, he did not. Well, he won to me and Gerard. So mm, uh, yeah, would have loved to have heard rhymes. <sighs> What a shocker! Drew doesn't think Royce of Five Nine lost the battle. Who, who <laughs> this beef hits home for me, and you're not taking my feelings into consideration in this beef. <laughs> like, hey, let me tell you, when it comes to Royce, I would have loved to hear a studio quality like song of his. The audio just wasn't on the par that it was when it came to uh, Lupe's songs. But uh, 
Royce did mention Drake twice within his song, so shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> the Loaded Lux bar. Loaded Lux said if we battle, then he go sit with Lou. I told him, uh, you're dead if we battle. Now, who going to sit with you? I was like. That was fire, hey! yeah. Yeah, oh, that was fire. God, that bar, hey, Drew, yeah. I give Royce some love. He, that, that line, I was like. That's okay, a that was, bro. That whole verse is a loaded verse, and it's yeah. it, it's gonna. I can't break it down yet. Like, there's a lot of shit in that song. Yeah, this is this is a continued topic, which I think we'll be able to visit. Uh, mm-hmm. with, I mean, Royce is recruiting people now to hop into battle, and it's you know, Jirai, you you posted videos uh, of other people tagging in, so yeah. this is just the beginning for sure. Uh, but I, I like. Know. I, I think the two the two records were two completely different records. Like For I think sure. Royce went into it looking at it like a lyrical, you know, warfare. Right. Like let's see who's the better rapper. And I think Lou went into it like, no, this is a battle. I'm about to tear your head off, and that's exactly like. So I guess it depends yeah. on like your perception of things and like how you want to take it in. Because I, I don't think neither record was bad you know what i'm saying I, obviously lupe had the better quality you know as far as the listening but royce's verses were like phenomenal like right. i mean but he's royce like, i wouldn't expect anything <laughs> less like so like but lupe i just felt like lupe came out stronger and you know royce took the first shot lupe responded i don't know if they gonna go back and forth again because it didn't got too personal but like uh, so it was dope lupe responded but he kind of responded twice and that's something I give him props for because he dropped the first quick song uh, after listening to the Royce. And I, I don't think he listened to the full song. He listened to a part, dropped the song, yeah. and then listened to the full thing and dropped the, the other song. Um, and the first beat was over, throw some Ds, which was fire. Um, yeah. But Lupe dropped a line. Um, and let me, I, I wrote it down because that shit hit me. So he said, my love for black people won't be minimized to arguing over what vaccine you on. But if COVID-19 disproportionately affects black people, and you against black people getting vaccinated, it really makes me think, what the fucking team you on? Mm. If it's really in the syllabus to get rid of us, why would you support a tactic that just winds up killing us? That shit perplexes. If this was passive-aggressive records, you would be the nigga in charge that passes out necklaces. Mm. When I heard that shit, I'm like, (laughs) yo, like, I had to rewind it back at least five times. I'm like, dog, like, I don't think people really captured what he said in that, and yeah. I had to write that down to make sure I didn't want to mess it up because that shit was so fire. But <laughs> that line right there, I'm like, dog. Yeah. Lupe, and like, I, I understand God. Royce. I understand Royce getting mad over the personal stuff a little bit. But also, I understand Lu- Lupe's point of view as well. Because Lupe said, like, Royce, Royce is intricate as far as his lyricism. So he can hide stuff in the bars that won't everybody, like, regular people won't understand. He said Royce got personal too. You know what I'm saying? There was stuff inside them bars that they talked about personally that Lupe understands. So he was like, I'm going to make this shit plain and simple for you. I'm not about to hide it in between some syllables and shit. Like, no, you about to get this straight up. Like, so like, I'm not, I don't know. This is, <laughs> I think it's I think, a weird beef. It really it's weird, is. Right. It's weird. If it started off as us wondering whether or not it was joking. And right. then you start to see, like, no, this shit is serious uh, to the point where they ended the podcast. Like you said, Gerard, no longer friends. But... Like, they threatened each other. Like, Royce threatened to fight Lupe. Like, bro, this, it got to a point where it was like, I don't really understand what's going on right now. Like, well, look, though, in the video where this all started, 
Roy's straight up, like they was going back and forth. Lupe was respectful. And mm. then whatever happened where Roy's flipped the switch and he said, uh, let me stop you before you say something stupid. And you can mm-hmm. see Lupe's reaction where he's like, say something stupid. What you mean? And then Royce called him a bitch. And then you can see Lupe's whole demeanor like change. Like he oh, took yeah. a step back yeah. and he's like, okay, start writing. I ain't hear none of the other shit you saying. Yeah. Start writing. Well, get in the motherfucking ring then. If you got a motherfucking problem, who you think you talking to, nigga? All right, nigga. You playing too much. Okay, okay. Start Take practicing. Take some of that bass out your voice, start, nigga. Start, start practicing, nigga. It ain't, nothing to, pra- it ain't nothing to practice about. Yeah, nigga, start practicing. Fuck what you talking about. When I saw that, that's why I told you guys, like, for Royce to act so bewildered or caught off guard at the personal shots, when you call another grown man a bitch and tell him you're tired of all that fake tough sounding stuff or acting tough, like, I knew once Lupe hung up, whatever he released, there was no doubt in my mind it would be personal shots in right, there. Like, yeah, yeah. like you said, it was at that beef level where, like, I'm going to release a song and I'm coming at your head. So for Royce to act like, or Drew, you've mentioned Royce is sarcastic. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of like the bully type. Well, if you're the bully type, you shouldn't be, a, 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 I guess, caught off guard as somebody coming at you like that. Like, you should fully expect to smoke. Um, yeah. So, Drew, you haven't really gotten yeah. a chance to speak yet, so I want to give you the chance to, you know, speak your piece. I don't think you guys realize how much I have loved Royce since the third grade. Like, no, um, we realize. No, no you, we, know, we you know, you know. <laughs> um, it's it's funny to me because this is the first time I think in my life I've ever broke down with like a group of friends how he used the word bitch, <laughs> and I for yeah I'm on your side about about this shit now like with the way he used it, because there was some heat behind it when he said it, and it was the heat yeah. of the moment. So, but I, w- I want to you know. add, Drew, at first, you you weren't on our <laughs> side. You definitely was like, nah, you know, sometimes friends call each other bitch. I'm like, I didn't know you hadn't watched well, it at that point. No, but. yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you sent that original video, because, like, Gerard and I were saying they are kind of boys, you know? But I guess, like you were saying there, I guess they're not on that kind of level as friends, so. Definitely yeah, but I didn't know that. So yeah, like right. when Lupe when Lupe said that he was like we not friends like that like we're cool yeah. like I didn't know that I thought they were close I so, thought they like, were that too yeah threw me off like I I watched their like I watched their lives on IG like during quarantine how they yeah. started bonding and shit and I was like oh these guys are like you know and they were on that uh that Netflix show that hip hop yeah. show so I was like damn these guys are probably gotten like buddy buddy in the last few years you know uh, obviously they started the podcast together but like. I think Royce was kind of hurt when when Lupe said that, and maybe yeah, that the the heat behind that bitch really sparked it off. But like, I went in, I just saw that the that the um that the verses were released, and I was like, oh shit, the guys got like a competitive rap thing they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was anything serious behind it until I heard Lupe's. <laughs> like, damn, this dude is really hurt by all this. Like, yeah, I- you know me, I'm I'm Royce till the day I die, and I don't like that Mickey Fax went into it, like critiquing Royce, because Royce is like one of the most technical rappers rappers you ever hear. Like right. in his verse, there's so many styles behind it, like that he the the road he chose choose to go, like I thought he won because of that, you know. He showed his verbal skills. Right. And yeah, I guess when it's a beef though, and you get personal about it, the person who gets personal wins most of the time, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say, and I meant we mentioned it in our text messages, but 
Um, I definitely see a lot of similarities between Joe Budden and Royce. <laughs> and Drew, I know your love for Royce. Um, you know, you're obviously biased, but there's definitely similarities oh, yeah. there. And I just found it interesting that like you literally hate Joe Button, but you love Royce. But the way they go about things and they almost have this track record, man, of like just literally setting stuff on fire that's successful. And like I've watched random Royce videos and he's literally like, yeah, I ruined this. Like I, I let, you know, alcohol do this in my life or, you know, I put right. these people yeah. away. He so went I'm to like, jail for it too. Like he admits it though. But like he does, but I just feel like the way they both Joe and Royce address people, and then being surprised at the way people receive such things and the way that they go about addressing it, there's there's eerie similarities there, and it's right. just crazy to me. I, I find it funny that you just you hate Joe Budden, but you love Royce. <laughs> Joe Budden to me like purposely tries to get in these fights, and I think Royce a lot of times, yeah, his words get misconstrued because how sarcastic he is at times, right, and. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe just seems like a natural asshole. Like, I mean, yeah, Royce sounds. Royce seems like a natural asshole. Like, I, I Royce, Royce is an asshole, he but is, he's but... like sarcastic though. Like, he's the sarcastic asshole. Like, Joe is just an asshole. Like, like Royce wants to be sarcastic <laughs> and joke around. That's his yeah. style. And Joe just like look at Joe's list of beefs he's had in the last five years. Like. You could, it's like a novel at this point. Man, look at <laughs> look at Royce's list of beefs, man. I'm telling you, it ain't you, like great. that. It, like Joe, it seems like it's every other week he's in it with someone. The the difference between how how this situation would have went down with Joe and Royce is Joe would have started rapping immediately. As soon as right. like they would have started right. talking about it, Joe would have started releasing some verses. Royce's Royce kept talking. It was like a constant discussion. So when he released that track, I don't think nobody else was like on the same ideal as him. You know what I'm saying? Like. Even listening to Lupe's session, he was like, no one said we were going to rap back and forth. So mm -hmm. you release that. I'm not looking at you like I'm about to rap. Like, like okay, since you let that go, I'm about to let the chopper go. Like, we never mm -hmm. said we were going to have this rap thing. Like, And this all started because of, like, they were saying who was the better rapper between each other. And Lupe said, well, like, on their podcast, there's a, I, I don't know, there's a, like a competitive rap thing called um, EO Dub or whatever. And they mm -hmm. like do different, like five different things of rapping. He was like, we don't have to go to URL because they let people say anything. I don't want to say anything to you. You say you're a better rapper than me. So like we can freestyle, we can do different technical aspects. They do that at EOW and you can't diss each other because that's what they do at ER, uh, URL. They diss each other. He was like, I don't want to diss you. And Royce was like, you know, just going back and forth between different rappers, and that's where Loaded Lux and Moot came in and stuff mm -hmm. like that, saying that they were going to that competition. And well, this building to Lupe. Like, I don't know how those two start going back and forth because it started out with Loaded Lux and, and Moot, like, because mm -hmm. they were going to do a 2v2, two, um, two like him and Lupe against Loaded Lux and Moot. And then Lupe released, like, um some bars toward Loaded Lux and Moot, and he told Royce, these are not for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is for them. Like, so I don't know how it got spilled out. It seems like a bad case of miscommunication, but it just yeah. like it seemed like there was always underlying issues between them that we didn't know about, and it came out now. Well, that's the interesting point of, of how it got to the point of Royce calling Lupe a bitch. Like they got heated over who contacted Lupe. Like, right. Lupe yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yo, like. I didn't get called by him. I forget that who reached out to who, but he's like, no, he didn't reach out to me. It was him. It was him. Yeah. Right. And, and then was Royce was like, what, what, what do I have to lie for? Like, 
it blah 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 and then it led to that i'm like yo like why would lupe lie about who reached out like he's telling you that's not who contacted him and he said like you said the the stuff he was doing wasn't for him like right the battle, exactly so. and then at this point why the fuck does it even matter why does it matter after who was what that's the thing. Like, it's just like a playground beef at this fight. Like at yeah. this point, you know. Lupe kind of has mentioned like there's been stuff that had to get edited out of the podcast. Yeah. Because of, like he's mentioned he feels like Royce is going through things mentally, which everybody is. But apparently there's a lot of stuff, like you said, Gerard, going on behind the scenes to where, I don't know, this, this shouldn't be a surprise, I guess, based on what Lupe is saying that this has been building. And he said he wasn't fully invested in their podcast. So them yeah. ending, like he said, that's cool with him because that's not really his wave. So hmm. a crazy situation, man. But, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing if anything pops up this week. Cause... Male ego is wild. I say this every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> male ego is wild. Like, well, can we talk about Mickey Fax, though, real quick? Like, jumping out of, out of nowhere, though? <laughs> just, just, I mean, come on. Like, Drew said then, nobody jump his mans. He won't one-on-one fight. Man, <laughs> he came out of nowhere. There. And like now, people are saying, "Oh, he's got one of the best verses of all time." I'm like, bro. Well, well, I will say his 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 diss record was great. Like for for Mickey Facts, like, but it was so like, out of place, unnecessary. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like so. But like, bro, honestly, Lupe can contend with Royce, but you don't want to go Mickey no against fan. Royce. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got the he's got the career behind him. He's got the he Royce Royce in the past. I'd say seven, eight years now has gotten better at rapping than when he first came out, like early '90s and shit. Yeah. Like he is in his prime right now. Yeah, and that's Mickey why he makes prime. Is, a, is a great rapper, but he's he's you know it's levels to this. Like, yeah. and he's not on a Lupe Royce level. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, not even close. Not close. So I, I, you know, and. I'm okay with people shooting up. You know what I'm saying? If you see somebody up there, you shoot up there. If they respond, you win anyway because they responded. Mm-hmm. Royce doesn't have to respond to him, like because he he knows like you you are nowhere near right. my caliber. So I'm not not even going to even pay attention. Like so like but to your to your point though, Gerard. Like if you're Mickey Facts, like this is only helping you because I mean here we are talking on a podcast about oh it which- is. Yeah, I never would have been discussing him. It's the Roy- win-win for you either way. Like Royce you know, even like, said, like he went on IG the other day. He's like, Mickey has a great verse. Like he's like, yeah. I don't want to take that away from him. He did a great job, but he he doesn't want a response from Royce. Yeah, yeah Royce, Royce said he did a great he job. Gets personal he's gonna have to do better. Like, right, yeah. have to do, better. <laughs> like so. do you think he's working on a record right now or no? If Royce responds, I, I don't think he's going to respond at all because it, it got too I, far. Yeah. But he's not going to respond to Mickey. No. If anything. It, yeah. So, but, and Lupe is not going to go back and forth with him. Like, I, I watched Lupe live. It's just, it's over at this point. So, like. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's over, personally. I think Roy's definitely going to just, based off the type of person I'm learning. It's too far talking. ahead. Like, people was telling him on his lives why he kept talking about it. Like, you should just rap. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not going to. He's like, I'm not going to. He's good. like, because my feelings are hurt. Because, like, both of their feelings are hurt, which is funny how emotional <laughs> they got. <laughs> both of their feelings are hurt, and it went too far. So I don't think rapping is going to solve anything. So. Mm. Well, I will finish this segment with saying this is the beauty of hip-hop. Yeah. Um, seeing people competing and battling and showing their talent and their gifts. Because, yeah. man, I, I enjoyed all of the work both of them put out. I still need to hear Mickey Facts uh battle or or freestyle but no man i 
love listening to both uh, Royce and Lupe. So shout out to both of them, and we'll see how it unfolds. Mm -hmm. So I I want to finish off today by discussing a movie that was released um, near and dear in my heart because you know (laughs) LeBron is my goat. Um, (laughs) So I want to discuss Space Jam: A New Legacy, and shout out to you, Drew, for watching the movie. Gerard, I knew we was locked in the That's day right. or the na- next day after the it was next released. Day, so. yep. Welcome to the Space Jam. Uh, got a chance to see it, actually. It was a surprise birthday party for a good friend of mine named Skit. Shout out to my guy, Skit. Uh, his wife actually rented out a theater to have a surprise party um, with the movie shown, which was Space Jam. So he walked in. All his peoples was in there, said surprise. He almost ran out because he had no idea. So it was a really cool moment. Um but overall, I feel like Space Jam is getting a lot of flack that is not deserved. Uh, but I want to start off by asking y'all a question as to who flexed harder between Warner Brothers or Nike. Because <laughs> let me tell you, both of them made sure that y'all knew about oh, yeah. all of their work. <laughs> yeah. uh, even when LeBron James as a cartoon fell into the mm-hmm. ground and the ending, he left with a Nike sign. I'm right, like, right. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'll be subtle, Nike. Like, nobody saw that. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys start off with what you thought. And, and Gerard, if it's okay with you, I want Drew to go first because it's fresh on his mind. And I, I'm really curious. I just finished it at 4 a.m. It's now 10.35. So I, I, I got it just in the nick of time, Gerard. Um, it was good. It wasn't my favorite. I like the first one a lot more. I'll say that. Um, I think Warner Brothers killed it, though. With uh, with with their brand loyalty and everything, yeah, and they smoked it with the brands. Just yeah. just that scene, like you said, when he dropped in, and they went through like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, yeah. all that stuff. Like a lot of Harry Potter references in yeah. there for the nerds, man. That was that was nice for them. I guess. Batman and Robin and all that. Like they they flexed hard with the DC stuff. Yeah. So and I like that inclusion. I feel like that, that was one thing I liked about the movie was them throwing in the other movies and having LeBron act as if he was people in those movies. Like you didn't get any of that in the original uh, Space Jam. So yeah. that was something I appreciated. But before I get more into my thoughts, Gerard, I want to know what you thought of the movie. I thought it was better than the original Space Jam. Um, oh, man. No, because um, no, we leaning on nostalgia. But if we're looking at an actual product, it was, the storyline was better than fleshed out. It was a better storyline. Um, it wasn't just about um, the storyline. wasn't just about MJ. It was about LeBron's son, you know. And like I thought that it was a better overall movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I took kids to go see it, and they they loved it. So once the kids like it, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I really, we really don't have much to say about it. So like it's the because it's for the kids like initially. So like they loved it. So. And I liked I liked how they put some stuff in there that was only for our generation. So yeah. like that was cool. Did the kids but, see the original? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't like the original because they can't relate to it. Uh, you know, they didn't watch. Dated. They didn't grow up watching Looney Tunes and stuff like right. that. So they didn't really understand it. Like, and so even now they didn't grow up watching Looney Tunes now, but they mm. saw the original, so they can relate it to this. But it relates more to their generation. So right. the stuff that they were talking about and stuff. So they loved it. I, I like. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, I say I liked when they did that like 2D style to like the 3D animation. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool, like yeah. updating everything. Yeah, that was a good job. That was dope. I just I didn't really understand what people's expectations were for movies. Like, 
you go into that movie, you walk away, and I've had people say it's trash, it wasn't good. I'm like, I laughed throughout the movie. Um, it was yeah, better yeah. than I thought it would be. It started off definitely a little slow. You know, LeBron uh, acting was a little forced, unnatural at first, but he got better as, you know, the movie went on. Um, I like that they made this version its own version and not just, you know, a replica of the first one. And I love the message of something we see far too common of a parent literally wanting their kid what they want them to do versus talking to their kid and finding out what that kid's passions are and then being behind them to following such passions. Like, that was a great message. And when LeBron talked to his son at the end of the movie on the court, like, it didn't feel like a movie at that point. Like, I felt like LeBron tapped into something that's real with his life and how he grew up and yeah. telling his son, like, yo, I'm behind you. What you want to do? And I'm sorry. Like, got a little dusty, you know, in the movie theater. I'm like, man, that was a beautiful <laughs> heart to heart. Uh, and then Mike, the Michael Jordan part. Dude, that I was, was laughing hilarious. so hard at that. Like, that was hilarious. I was in the theater laughing from my soul. I'm like, wait, <laughs> is that really? Wait, Michael Jordan wouldn't be in a movie without rocking his own shoot? No, they didn't bring out Michael B. Jordan. So mm -hmm. that had me cracking up. Um, I will say, though, the villains in uh, the Space Jam 2 weren't near the level of the Monstars. Wow. And wow. I say that because... Coming out to hit them high with Buster Rhymes and like the monsters in the first movie, like actually scared me. Like, yeah, they were growling in the movie, they looked scary as hell. And like, you were younger, so it's like, oh, okay, like you know, it's cool. Like, you were introduced to them before the game, though, too, right. in the original, which is nice because you got to see like they were just little, little aliens, you know, yeah, and then I they don't... walk out bullying and like yeah. putting fear in them before the game. <laughs> Whereas, like you said, like in the Space Jam 2, you didn't see him until like it was time for tip off. Like that's that was the first introduction. Right. So yeah. Um, I think it actually, now that you mentioned that, Drew, it makes more sense to know the type of talent you need to face that team. Yeah. Versus just showing up and like, all right, well, who we play, who we play. So I, I didn't like that they didn't show the actual like NBA and WNBA stars like they did in the first one. You know, well, like they, they showed did. They did the the son used um you know his that, dad was the machine with the players so he used their um prototypes to create his game right and so that's where like um what's his name um I forgot the villain's name took took his son's game and implemented it into his system oh, Don Cheadle Don Cheadle yeah, yeah. <laughs> algorithm no, no, I'm talking algorithm LG rhythm yeah LG rhythm <laughs> yeah he took uh, his son's algorithm and put it into the system so that's how the players got created mm. so. In a way, yeah, but like you actually saw, you know, Charles Barkley, Patrick. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like, like to see Dame like that instead of just a robot. That's a great point. Right, yeah, I didn't think of that before. We just discussed and it. I'm mad, like more and more so. I'm mad Dame didn't get more screen time because right? Dame like, got like two plays. Two and plays, was, yeah. Right? No, he <laughs> got one play and he slowed he the time down. <laughs> And came off the bench. Like, Man. hold on. They right. ain't going to start. Come on. No, and the only – and, you know, it's issues in the movie, obviously. But the son, he won that fire to be the most, like, fire Man. player out there. Like, you won that good, dog. Like, I think you switch teams mid-game. Like, I get it on one hand. But on the other hand, it's like, come on, man. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, like, you wasn't cooking like that for me to say. I want you on my team. After that like, you know what I was pissed at, too? I really didn't like that they did that wacky scoring system. Like, yeah, it's, it's a basketball a game in the end, you know? Like, let's make it a real game. Too. That was yeah. a little weak, too. But I feel like the actual gameplay, like some of the moves that some of the players was making was like better basketball-wise than the first <laughs> one. I yeah. know it's, it's really critical, but like 
LeBron hitting like the turnaround jumpers. I'm like, okay, Brian, okay, we want to something. So overall, I, I enjoyed it and I would definitely watch it again. So like I just don't understand people like, man, that movie was whack, trash. First one was way better. Like, no, nah, I just think you being a hater, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Of First was way you. better. Uh, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> On that note, anything else, fellas, y'all want to talk about before we wrap it up? Nah, that was a good podcast. I enjoyed this podcast. It had been too long. And Drew, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I do have to apologize to the listeners because last week we teased talking about our top rap groups. So we're actually going to be moving that back a week and we'll discuss that next week. So I will take full accountability for that. We had a lot to get into and I didn't want the next topic to be rushed. So look forward to that next week. Um, and is there anything else, Drew, again, not to steal your thunder, that you want to tease <laughs> for our discussion on the next podcast? Uh, I just hope we can talk about Donda, you know? Uh, it we'll should see. be out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have my hopes up, though. I expect some bullshit. I just want to get into, like, another blockbuster album for the year, like we did with J. Cole and Tyler. So, yeah. so fingers crossed, man. Fingers Maybe crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But, yeah, man. Uh, that has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and the Casual. We appreciate you guys for listening as always. And until next time, y'all be easy. One, take care. Gerard, did you ask for me to let you into the meeting without joining it? Yo, uh, y'all recording, right? All right, so. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> look, no, look, 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 look. You know how, well, when I get out the meetings, I just close my computer. So the really? last meeting email still be up. So my dumbass clicked that link thinking that it was this meeting. And it just says, waiting on somebody to let you in. And I'm like, let me in, dog. Like, <laughs> Call him Young Bug. Just let him in. Oh, dude, you have a perfect, a perfect little segment for the end of the show. After Hell that yeah! Story. Oh my goodness, Gerard's been really... having all those segments at the end. Just I know. Old. I'm sitting here. I'm like, uh, I don't see anything pop up? Is my computer? Is it me tripping? Oh man, that was good. So yeah, I already started recording. So Drew, have fun with that. So what's up, y'all? We got a new episode of Two Hip Hop Senses and a Casual. We're gonna get right into it. Oh, I thought we were starting. Uh, <laughs> you talking about me? Drew just took your shit completely, bro. Oh man! It has been oh, look long. at B face. B is hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here appreciating this because it's been too long. <laughs>